Some praise the Lord and good morning, but Sunday morning to everybody. Um, Sunday before Thanksgiving, and um, as we know, this has been <clears throat> some kind of a year. Yeah. Um, some kind of a year, um, and yet through it all, we do have much to be thankful for. So um, as we come forward. Thanksgiving 2020, we want to be mindful of that. Um, but we're also mindful of today. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And so we're we're grateful for today. I'm grateful for you. Grateful to be here. Glad to be in the service Amen. one more time. Amen. That's the song right there. Amen. <laughs> that um, We're going to leave it right there. Um, but we're going to go to John... Um, the Gospel of John this morning, uh, chapter 16. And <clears throat> on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, we're going to read um, from the Gospel of John 16, verses 12 and 13. We'll do that. We'll read verses 12 and 13. And on this morning, amen, as we get right into this thing, um, I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. John 16, amen, verses 12 to 13. It says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. But he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today together. Father, we bless your name and we thank you, Amen. O God, for this day that you've given us. We thank you, God, for the hope of glory, which is Jesus Christ who lives in our heart. And Father God, we thank you for the plans that you have for us, plans to prosper us Amen. and not to harm Amen. us, to give us hope in the future. Father, we're praying now that your will will be done in the name of Jesus Christ, that your will will be done here on earth as it is up in heaven. Yes, Father. And Father God, most of all, God, right now we're praying that you will speak unto our hearts and our minds, that you will bless us to hear and receive, and grant us the grace to walk out the word that you are sharing with us today. Father, through it all, may you be glorified, may your people be strengthened yes, and encouraged. Father, I just pray, God, that you'll use me for your glory, O God. And Father, we just thank you, we bless you, and we praise you for what's about to transpire. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, <clears throat> we got right into it in John chapter 16. And we read verses 12 and 13. I'm going to read it again. It says, I have yet many things. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. I have yet many things to say unto you. But ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. But he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Amen. Amen. So our title today is Of Things to Come. Of Things to Come. That's our title today. And I, I want to um, start by saying 
this one is not for everybody. Um, it's not for everybody, um, but it's for those who will receive it. Amen. And, and for those who do receive it, it's, I believe, a, a message that will change your life. It's a message that contains so much power from God that your life will never be the same. Um, but it's not for everybody because um, it really comes down to um, taking Jesus at his word. And sometimes God's word is, and many times, amen, is too big for us. And on this one, where Jesus says plainly that the Holy Spirit will show you of things to come, that is so big that over the years, I think many people, including preachers and teachers, have tried to water that down to make it seem as if it means something other than what it means. Um, but we want to look at it and accept it as, as the Lord spoke it back then and as he's speaking it today. And um, so this is something that may not be for everybody, but I'm praying it's for you. Amen. And, and here, let's, let's look in the scripture and jump into it real quick, because Jesus was talking to his disciples about his departure. He was explaining to them that he would soon be leaving them and that he would soon be leaving the earth. Um, but he also explained to them that as you know, he would leave, but that the Holy Spirit would come. Yes. And, and he told them that, you know, he said he would not leave them comfortless, but that another comforter would come. And in verse number seven in John 16, he even says, um, he said to them that it was expedient for him to go away. He says, because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Yes. So he, he, he let them know that I'm leaving and I know that might make you sad. But if I don't leave, the comforter won't come. The Holy Spirit won't come. And he actually said, it is expedient for you that I go away. And that word expedient is, is, is translated or, or better defined as, in this context, as advantageous. <laughs> Jesus says, it's advantageous for you that I leave and that the Holy Spirit come. Um, we're going to get back to that, but bear that in mind, that Jesus was talking about it being advantageous for his disciples that the Spirit of God would come. Now, one of the things we know is that um, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, right? We know that. Um, we know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in us, or who is in us. And I want to stop there, too, because uh, many times we refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. You know, you hear people refer to, you know, as an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. Yes. Yes. Um, it's, he's the third person of the Godhead, 
Um, and even Jesus, so many times, speaking of the Spirit, speaks of him as a person. In verse 13 of John, we saw, he said, How be it when he, the Spirit of the truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Clearly, Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. Yes. Um, and so the person of the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. Now, if you turn to John 14, so it's just a couple of pages back, one or two pages back, depending on your Bible. If you would turn to John 14, and in verse 17, Jesus says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. He was talking to the disciples, and this was before the Holy Spirit had come, and he said, He shall be in you. But glory be to God, the Holy Spirit has come, and the Holy Spirit now is in you. Amen. He dwells on the inside of you as a born-again believer. And if we would jump down in John 14, verse 26, Jesus went on to say, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you what? All things. All things. Mm -hmm. And bring what? All things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. Yeah. And so Jesus is promising his disciples that the Holy Spirit shall dwell within them. That's a promise that's fulfilled in us today. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then he said that the Holy Spirit would teach them all things. Okay. And bring to remembrance all things that Jesus said unto them. Mm -hmm. That's our promise. That right now the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. And he's teaching us all things as it pertains to God. And he brings to our remembrance all things mm -hmm. that Jesus speaks to us. And how many of you know that when we receive from the word of God, Jesus is speaking unto us, right? When this word speaks to you, Jesus speaks to you, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Who's that? That's Jesus. Jesus mm -hmm. is the word. Mm -hmm. And so when the word speaks to you, Jesus is speaking to you. And so therefore, everything that comes out of this word, Jesus speaks, and the Holy Spirit brings to your remembrance. Yeah. That's the promise, right? And so really, all of us are blessed because... We can't forget what Jesus speaks to us, amen? Mm -hmm. Because even if we do, the Holy Spirit will remind us of those, of those things. Now, you go back to John 16. It says that the Holy Spirit, it says that he would guide us into all truth. That's what it says in verse 13. He will guide us into all truth. John 17 and 17 says... Uh, Jesus praying, he said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Mm. And that word sanctify means set apart. Separate them. Uh, how many of you know that, it, and it says separate them. How are you going to separate them? By your word. word. How many of you know that the word of God is a separator? Yes. Amen. Yes. The word of God separates his children from the things of this world, but more than that, it separates us unto the things of God. You never just want to be separated from something. After you're separated from something, you want to be separated yes. to something, Amen. right? Otherwise, you're just like in a limbo or, you know, a no man's land. But the Word of God is a separator. 
and it separates us from the things of this world, and it separates us unto the things of God. So, for example, we are separated from the sorrow of this world, and we're separated unto the comfort of God. We're separated from the heartache and despair of this world, and we're separated unto the hope of glory, the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, we're separated from things. We're separated from weakness unto the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Amen. God's, and, and, that, and that comes through God's word. God's word will separate us, separate us from the devil's bondage unto the Lord's deliverance. Amen. It will separate us unto defeat and, 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 you know, those types of things and separate us unto the victory and triumph that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. The word of God is a separator. Amen. Amen. And so, and so right here, it says that the Holy Spirit is going to guide us into all truth. And it's going to be the truth that separates us from the things of this world. Yeah. That's why the word of God is so important. It's so important to get it and to read it and to meditate on it and to, you know, let it nourish your spirit, man, because it will separate you yeah. from the things of this world that are trying to keep you from going forward in the things of God. The word of God is a separator and the Holy Spirit will guide us into the separating power of the word of God. Yeah. And see that you know, I, 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 a visual picture I have in my mind of being separated from this world comes from Exodus chapter ten, when one of the plagues that God put on the uh, nation of Egypt. And how many of you know that in the Bible, Egypt is symbolic of the world? Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. The world system. And, and one of the one of the plagues that God put on the Egyptians was the plague of darkness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the Bible says in Exodus ten that it was so dark that you could feel it. That's some kind of dark right there. But yet, while you had this kind of darkness in the in in the land of Egypt, the Bible tells us that there was light in the children of God's houses. Yes. What, what does that tell you? They were separated from what was going on in the world. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. It was dark out there in the world, but there was light in their houses. See, see, God separates us from those things. That's his desire. He calls us unto himself, and he, right, he, he calls us out of darkness, and what? Into his marvelous yeah. light. And see, Jesus is the light of the world, right? Jesus is the light of men. And so the darkness of the world, the defeat of the world, God says, no, no, no. My word sanctifies. It separates you from that. Mm -hmm. And so here the Holy Spirit is going to guide us into the separation um, or the separating power of the word, which then means then that the testimony of this world is not yours. Mm -hmm. It's not yours. And so when, when the newscasters are saying all these things and, 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 and forecasting all these negative things, if you're a child of God, you have a blood a bloodboard right to say, what's that got to do with me? Yeah. I'm separated from that. Why? I'm separated by the word of God. Jesus declared, 
We're in this world, what? But we're not of this world. Mm -hmm. We're citizens of heaven. We are separated from this world. It's, a, it's something that we know in our heads, but we have to let it really get in our hearts, right? Remember, because out of your heart flow the issues of life. Yeah. When you get it in your heart, then you start to live this way in your life, and it's not just something that you that you know. Uh, but it's time out for us to be thinking that the world's testimony is ours. It's not. Amen. The world's testimony is not yours. You're separated from the world's testimony. You're separated from the darkness of this world. And, and, and the Word of God is what does it. And the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into all truth. Yes. And that truth is the Word that separates you from all of those things. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get a part of something that, you're, that God says, I've separated you from. And so He separates us. The Word of God is, is the separator. But now if we continue, it says that the Holy Spirit, He, the Spirit of Truth, when He comes, He will guide you into all truth. He's not going to speak of Himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And then it says this, and he will show you yeah. things to come. Yes. He will show you things to come. Um, I don't know, do you have the New Living Translation there? No. no. Uh, but I believe the New Living Translation says that he will tell you the future. Mm. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, he will, the Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come. He will speak unto you about the future. This is what Jesus says in John chapter 16. Now, let, let's, let's, let's be clear. God is not going to tell you and me about inconsequential things. You know, like, this is not about, okay, is the Holy Spirit going to tell you about who's going to win the game. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is talking right. about. That's inconsequential. <laughs> Amen. Right. He's not going to tell you how season eight of your favorite show is going to end up. That's, right. That's inconsequential. Mm -hmm. When it's talking about that the Holy Spirit is going to tell us of things to come, it's, it's about the things that concern the will of God in the earth yes. and the yeah. will of God for your life consequential things. Amen. Holy Spirit is not interested in how the daytime soap opera is going to turn out and stuff like that. I'm not saying not concerned about it, but that's not. Amen. We're talking about consequential things. Amen. Amen. Um, things that matter. Yes. Regarding the will of God for your life. And how many of you know the Bible says that the will of God is good and it's acceptable and it's perfect, right? Yes. And that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be in the center of his will. That's where you want to be. That's where I want to be. Amen. We want to be in the center of the will of God. Yes. And God wants to share with us his will for our life. And in regard to that and the will of God in the earth and how he's moving in the earth and what he wants to do in the earth, God wants to share that with us. And it's on that point that he wants to show us of things to come. Yes, Amen. Yes. Now, let's turn for a second to the book of Genesis, chapter 18. Genesis 18. <clears throat> and in verse 1 of Genesis 18, 
it tells us that the Lord appeared unto Abram in the plains of Mamre. It says that Abram sat in the, or Abraham sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door. Now pay attention, let's pay attention closely to what Abraham was doing. So he saw the three men, and what did he do? He ran to meet them. Mm. And then, what did he do? He bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch you a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. Mm. And Abram, Abraham hastened, he rushed into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf, which he had dressed, and he set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. Now you see this picture? Three visitors came unto Abraham. One of them was the pre-incarnate Christ, amen, was the Lord. He bowed himself to the ground. First of all, he got up, he greeted them, he bowed himself to the ground, and then he waited on them. Mm -hmm. And he waited on them with a diligence and a fervor and a passion. Because if you read the script, you can see He's hasting here. He's running there, right? Mm -hmm. Things are being done quickly. He, he, he wants them to be refreshed. He wants them to rest. He wants them to be comforted. He's all concerned about his visitors, who includes the Lord. And he is so concerned, and he's not taking his time. He's not, you know, saying, oh, why are you bothering me in the midst of the day? Or, you know, hey, you know, I hope you have. Like, he, 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 he focuses on them, takes care of them, and he's diligent about it. He's passionate about yes. it. His yes. heart is in it. And then after he does all of it, he doesn't stand there and wait for them to say thank you. He put it all in front of them, and then he just backed off while they ate. Yes. Right? That's what he did. And during this visit, as you continue to read, you know that the Lord said, where is Sarah, your wife? She's in the tent. The Lord said, by this time next year, she's going to have a son. Sarah laughed. The Lord said, why didn't Sarah laugh? Sarah said, I didn't laugh. Yeah. He said, no, but you did you laugh. Did. Right? So we know, right, that this is the story. And then it comes a point, though, where the men are about to leave. The three visitors are about to leave. And in verse 16, it says, They rose up from thence, and they looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Mm -hmm. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. But the Lord said, should I hide, in the New Living Translation says, should I hide my plan from Abraham? Mm 
And, and, and the Lord then went on and told him that he was about to, it says, well, let, let's continue. I'm going to read it from the Living, New Living Translation. Should I hide my plan from Abraham, the Lord asked. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. And then verse 20 says, So the Lord told Abraham. Mm. What did the Lord tell Abraham? He said, I heard a great outcry from Solomon and Gomorrah because their sin is so flag flagrant. I'm going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. Mm. God was, was, had come to see about Sodom and Gomorrah, to see if their sins were as wicked as he had heard. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. Now, of course, God knows everything. He's saying that for our, for us to yeah. kind of grasp it and understand it. And, and he was going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. But here's the thing, that was his plan. But notice what the Lord said, should I hide my plan from Abraham? Mm. See, what he's saying is, and then what did he do? He told Abraham his plan. Yes. He didn't hide it. He didn't keep it from him. He shared with him. But what did he share? I'm about to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. That was something to come. And the Lord shared that plan with Abraham. And, and, and what did that give Abraham an opportunity to do? Glory to God. And this is why some of us don't get shared the plans of God. Jesus. Because it allowed Abraham to begin interceding yeah. for Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. He said, what if there are 50 people in Sodom and Gomorrah who are righteous? Would you still destroy it? I won't destroy it for 50. What if it's 45? I won't destroy it for 45. What if it's 40? What if it's 30? What if it's 20? What if it, right? And he, he kept going on and on. Would you destroy it? And, 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 and the Lord said, if there's 10, I won't destroy it. Abraham, yes. once he was told of things to come, yes. interceded. He prayed. He sought relief and he sought mercy of God for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Many of us, God doesn't share our plans with us because we don't know what to do with the plan. We don't understand that the reason why he gave us the plan was not to show off, not to try to act like we're a big shot, not to try to act like we know something when we don't. It's, it's so that we then can intercede. Remember, God is always looking for a man or a woman to stand yes. in the gap. He's always looking for someone who wants to who wants to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. Amen. We even saw it in our Bible study when 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 Jesus knew he wanted to feed the 5,000, right? He said to them, "You feed them." He wants you to be involved with what he's doing in the earth. And so here the plans of God are shared with Abraham, and Abraham immediately intercedes. And so we want to we, we realize that God, God needs to know that he can trust you with the things that he wants to share with you. And that you're not going to run around and, 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 and try to bring attention to yourself and try to take yes. credit 
for that exactly. which didn't belong to you it was given unto you and that you won't go around and posting it here and calling yourself the great apostle prophet you know evangelist <laughs> preacher teacher tonight and all these titles instead you remain humble and just realize that God is sharing his plans with me and now what I want to do is seek his will seek his face intercede where 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 I can right because he's entrusting me with this and I want his will to be done in the earth and it's not for any other thing it's not for personal gain necessarily and so he shared this with Abraham but here's the other thing not only did Abraham have the right heart that when he received this revelation when he received this revelation of what is to come he immediately got into a posture of prayer and of intercession about it. But not only did he do that, I think we need to understand too that this revelation from God came only after Abraham diligently waited on the Lord. He, 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 he served him. He waited upon him. Yes. He, he showed devotion and, and, and commitment unto him. You see how the visitors came and how Abraham acted. He, he, he wasn't too busy, <laughs> glory to God, to, to, to give up himself to God. And because he gave his all to the Lord, you, you can see here again the way he, 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 he looked after him and, and the hospitality he showed and, 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 and you know, his heart was in it. He, he wanted things to be done quickly. He wanted things yes. to be done right. He wanted things to be done well because he understood that my guests are worth it. Yes. And yes. see, when he treated God like that, God now opened up and said, should I hide my plan from Abraham? And so, so we need to understand when we say, well, God's not showing me his plans. Well, it could be because we aren't showing God that we will handle his plans properly. Yes. Right? Abraham handled them properly. He interceded. He prayed. He sought the Lord's will. He sought the Lord's face. He sought the Lord's mercy. But also, too, if we're not receiving, maybe because we're too busy running, doing our own thing, instead of spending time, quality time, giving the Lord what he deserves, what yes. he's worth. Yes. Right? And, and so, therefore, because we don't do that, we're not in a position to receive of him about his plans, about those things to come. But glory to God, we can change that, amen? We can change that by, by slowing ourselves down, amen? And, 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 and realizing that the most important thing that we can do is devote ourselves unto God and to the things that he wants to do in the earth, in our life, and, 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 and otherwise. And we'll be in a position to start hearing from him more. Amen. Amen. But we have that choice to make. But we also have to show him that when he shares things with us, we'll do the right thing with him. That's right. We're going to pray about that thing. We're going to want to see God be glorified. 
in that thing. We, we, we're going to want to see the mercy of God shown to people. We're going to want to see the grace of God, the goodness of God, right? That's where our heart is going to be. And it's not so that we can get behind a podium or get behind our keyboard or post on social media yeah. and act like Preach. we're all that in a bag of yeah. chips when we're not. Amen. So if we want God to, to speak, he, he, he will speak to us. Now, now, God spoke to Abraham, as we read here. And we know Abraham is the father of the faith. Mm -hmm. But he has seed, and, and you and I are seed. They that, that be in Christ are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. So we are the seed of Abraham. Yes. And God spoke to Abraham, and he shared his plans with him. And watch this. He did this under the old covenant. Right? This old covenant. Mm -hmm. Old Testament, old covenant. And he was willing to share plans with Abraham under the old covenant. And how much the more then for you and I, who are partakers of a better covenant, yes. established upon better promises, how much the more will God want to share his plans with us? That's Amen. Right. We, we are partakers of a better covenant established upon better promises. And one of those promises fulfilled is that the Holy Spirit would be given unto us. And we have the Holy Spirit. We have the promised Holy Spirit. And so here we are in a better position than Abraham to receive from God of things to come and to know about his plan. And so if God was sharing his plans with Abraham under an inferior covenant, how much the more will he share his plans with the seed of Abraham who are blessed to be partakers under a better yes. covenant? Amen. Amen. And, and see, this is why I say it's not for everybody. Because see, some people want to say, well, it's not up to me, it's not up to us, for God to, to, to show me things. You know, uh, that's for the preacher or, you know, that's, that's whatever. You know, some people, listen, one of the things that, that really bothered me personally, and, and this is just me, and, you know, everybody, every, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind, right? But when people say things like God works in mysterious ways, yes. I don't want to hear that. That's just me. Every man be persuaded in his own mind. But here's, here's to me the danger of this. When, when we say things like God works in mysterious ways, that signals to me, if I picture it in my, in, in, in my mind's eye, in my spirit, that seems to me like a gigantic shrug. Yeah. Right? We don't know what's going on. Well, God works in mysterious ways. We don't know why something happened. Well, here we go shrugging. God works in mysterious ways. You know God. He works in mysterious ways. No. But see, if we're going to be shrugging our shoulders because we don't understand or know what God has done, then that's not the receiving position. Amen. That position is giving up. Oh, well, God's just going to do what he's going to do. We have to shape that mindset. Amen. We have to shape that mindset. And remember what Jesus said. He said, it's expedient that I go away. It's advantageous yes. for you yes. that I go away. What's the advantage? The advantage is that when Jesus went away, the Holy Spirit came. And the Holy Spirit came to dwell on the inside of us. 
That's your advantage. That's yes. my advantage. Yes. But if we're going to shrug our shoulders, oh, well, we don't know the things of God. We don't know what he's going to do. Instead of pressing in and leaning in yes. to the advantage that dwells on the inside yes. of us, that's ready to share with us everything that he hears. Yes. And he hears it from the Father. The same Father that someone is saying is mysterious. He's getting the download from the Father and he wants to share it with us. That is our advantage. Yes. And if we don't press into the advantage, we're going to end up shrugging our shoulders and being in the dark yes. when God's plan is for his children to dwell in light. Glory to God in heaven. And so, so let's shake this mindset of, oh, well, we don't know. No, God wants to show you of things to come. Picture yourself. Shall I hide this? What he said? Shall I hide this thing from Abraham that I will do? Should I, should I hide my plan from Abraham? Put your name in that sentence. Should I hide my plan from John? Should I hide my plan from Evelyn? Should I hide my plan from Jeff? Should I hide my plan from Brandy? Should I hide my plan? Put your name in that sentence. Because the answer is no. I shall not hide my plan. I'm going to share my plan. And so my name is in that sentence. Should I hide my plan from Jeff? Nope. I'm going to share with Jeff what I'm going to do. And then the sentence said, so the Lord told Abraham. Put your name in that sentence. So the Lord told Jeff. So the Lord told Teddy. So the Lord told Evelyn. So the Lord told. Amen. Put your name in that thing. And stop shrugging your shoulders and act like your father doesn't want to talk to you. What good father doesn't talk to his children? And God has made it that he says, it's advantageous for you. That I sent the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of you. Because he's going to tell you everything he hears. All things. All things. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to bring to remembrance all things. He's going to share with you all things. But you you and I got to be in a position, and the position is not giving up with our shoulders. Amen. God wants to show us the things to come. Now, we're going to get ready to leave in a second, but a couple of scriptures I'd like to turn to. Uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 45. Isaiah 45. The devil don't like me now. <laughs> but I could care less. Amen. Amen. So what? So we getting out of the dark. Amen. Amen. And bring to a place of revelation. God, God reveals things unto us. Amen. God reveals things unto us by his spirit. Isaiah 45. Let's look at verse 11. It says, Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his Maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. Now, depending on what verse or what version you read this in, some of this is written a little bit differently in some other versions. It's just saying, How dare you ask me or question me about what I'm mm-hmm. going to do? Because God was saying that he was going to use Cyrus as who was a pagan king. He was going to use Cyrus as a heathen king, as a um, 
as an instrument of judgment on his people. And he's like, Who, how dare you question me? And that's, and so, you know, you can see that uh, in some other versions. But it still comes down to the same because what he's saying was that some people ask God and they question him in a way of questioning. And you know the difference between asking yes. a question and questioning, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so God was speaking to those who would question him in that way. But he's also saying, if you want to know what I'm doing concerning my sons, again, concerning my children, concerning my will for their life, concerning my will in the earth, then ask yes. me. Amen. Then ask me. Right? You know, we, we, we ask and we receive, right? He said, ask me what? Of things to do what? Of things to come. And concerning the works of my hands. And if you look here in um, Isaiah 46, just one chapter over in verse 10, it tells us there in Isaiah 46 and 10 that God declares the end from the beginning. God declares the end from the beginning. Yes. The New Living Translation of Isaiah 46 and 10 says, only I can tell you the future before it even happens. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. God said, only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Amen. Not horoscopes. Not, 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 uh, what do you call them people? Fortune tellers? and yes. not, not that God yes. says, only I can tell you the future before it happens. Why? Because I declare the end from the beginning. Amen. And the Holy Spirit, according to John 16 and 13, he will, will speak to us and show us of things to come. So, so here it is. God... So, so let's transform our mind and let the Holy Spirit begin to take the word, right? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, amen, by changing the way you think. Let, let's, the, let's allow the word to change the way we think. God wants to share with us his plans for our lives. God wants to share with us his plans for the earth, his will. He wants you to know his will for your life. Yes. He wants you to be in on his will in the earth. He wants to share it with you. Be renewed in your mind to this, amen? He wants to share with his children. Now, I'm going to say this. God is always speaking. Yes. God is always speaking. And he, he said, I'm going to dwell inside of you 24-7 so I can speak to you anytime, anywhere. <laughs> yes, amen. amen. You don't have to go to church for God to speak to you. No. You, can, you don't have to even be on your knees for God to speak amen. to you. God can speak to you while you're sleeping, while you're washing dishes, while you're riding a bike, while you're watching television, yeah. while you're cutting the grass, while, right? God, while you're driving your car, 24-7, you have total access. Glory to God. You have total access to God. But here's the thing. Many times, he doesn't have total access to, to us. You. Right. Because we're too busy doing things. So God yes. is always speaking, but watch this. But how much God speaks to us is up to us. Because if we don't slow it down and give him more access, 
then he's speaking, but we're not going to receive all that he's speaking. So how much he speaks to us in terms of what we receive of his speaking, how much he speaks to us is up to us. Up to whether or not we're yes. going to be in the listening Amen. position. Now, so many of us complain, or we've heard others complain, because you don't do this. Amen. You've heard others complain about how God doesn't answer prayers. I've asked him and he didn't say anything. And we hear about what do you do with unanswered prayer? Unanswered prayer. Well, a couple of things. Jesus said that the Father knows what we have need of before we ask. Amen. He knows what we have need of before we ask. And let's, let's always remember, God is good. Amen. You got to get that. You got to hold on to it, no matter what's going on. And you know what I mean? Good time, bad time. When you know stuff, when you don't know stuff, when you're enlightened, when you're confused, God is good. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, and so many times, God moves in our life, and he gives us guidance, and he gives us direction, and he gives us answers, even when we didn't ask him anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. And so here's the thing I want to, to, to try to flip here. Instead of complaining about how many prayers of yours God didn't answer, how about praising God for all the prayers he answered that you never even prayed? Jesus. In other words, God has done things for you and for me and shared things and he's given us things without us even asking that shows you how good he is. Yes. So how much yes. the more yes. will he speak to you if you stop shrugging your shoulders and giving up and instead ask him, instead give him access to you, and instead of running all around crazy and, 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 and wait on him like Abraham did and position yourself so that you can receive to a God who wants to speak to you, who speaks to you even when you're not speaking to him. The Bible says that we'll deny him, but right, he's good to us anyway. Amen. He's still good to us. He's still faithful to us even when we're not faithful. Amen. And so when you're not speaking to him, because you're mad he didn't answer your prayer, God is still speaking to you. When you aren't speaking to him because you don't think, you know, eh, no use me asking for this because God's going to do what he wants anyway, he speaks to you anyway. Amen. When you don't say anything, he's answering you anyway. So how much the more answer Jesus. If you start to come from a place of faith, my God is good. Jesus. And the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And Jesus, my Savior, said that the Holy Spirit will guide me into all truth. That he will teach me all things. Yeah. That he will bring all things to my remembrance that the Lord has taught me. And my Savior says that the Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of me will show me of things to come. Because yes. he's going to speak only those things he hears from the Father. And the Father is the only one who knows the future. And he says, if you want to know something concerning the works of my hands and concerning my sons and my daughters, ask me. So what? We need to get into that posture. 
Because once we get into that posture, oh, the downloads are going to start. And ain't no 4G, 5G. It's like, it, I don't know, it's 10G, 100G, 1000G. God going to download. Amen. And he'll show us of things to come. And you and I won't be walking around in darkness, groping at things and trying to find out what answer, what should we do about our, our budget and our children and our ministry and our job. And we won't be groping around for answers because God will speak unto us and enlighten our eyes of understanding. Glory to God. Amen. Hmm. Do you know I came into this Sunday saying all I'm going to do is just speak. <laughs> the word of God gets me excited, amen. I pray it gets you excited too. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get ready to go. I wanted to look at one last thing, or maybe two, but real quickly. And it's in Isaiah, so if you're still in Isaiah, stay there. And let's go to Isaiah 65. God is a good God. Yes, he is. That's a verse to a song, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Amen. Yes, it is. Isaiah 65. Let's go to Isaiah 65, verse 24. This is, this is um, uh, Isaiah writing about the new heavens and the new earth. And he says um, that it shall come to pass, this is God speaking, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Yes. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. Now, this is talking about the new heavens and, and the new earth. But actually, we have evidence of God doing this even before the new heavens and the new earth. If you remember the story of uh, uh, when, when Ab and, uh, yeah, with Abraham sent his servant to, to get uh, a wife, for uh, for Isaac, mm -hmm. and Abraham told his servant, he said, go back to my country and find a wife for my son. Yes. And the servant went, and he had all these gifts, and he had camels and all the rest of it. He had like 10 camels, I think. And he, and, and, and I'm just going to read, you can you just note it down, because I'm already here, so I'm just going to read this real quickly. In Genesis 24, uh, verse number 12, the, he, the servant gets to, right outside Abraham's, um, uh, where, where his kindred live, and he started to pray. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, I pray, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Mm -hmm. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, mm -hmm. and thereby shall I know that thou hast shown kindness unto my master. And then in Genesis 24, 15, it says, And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, wow. behold, Rebekah came out. Yes. God answers his prayer before he even finished. Finish. Listen, <laughs> and this is Old Covenant, this is Old Testament, amen. amen. Mm -hmm. Before he was even finished, God answered and let him know, there she is right there. This is how God wants to be with us. He, before, you know, while we're yet speaking, he answers. 
But if we don't say anything, he's answering. <laughs> when we speak to him, he's answering. God wants to share his will with you. His will for your life, his will for the lives of your children and your loved ones, his will in the earth and your part in it. Glory to God. He wants to share. He wants to show you of things to come, of what he's going to do. Shall I hide my plan from my children? He wants to tell you. He wants to tell us his plan. Why? Because he wants us to be intimately involved yes. in that plan yes. going forth in the earth. Glory to God. Amen. So listen, listen. Uh, let, let, let's, let's reposition ourselves in our thinking. Let's reposition ourselves in our mind. Stop shrugging our shoulders and talking about God being mysterious and you never know what God's going to do. Amen. Treating him like he's a box of chocolates that you never know what you're going <laughs> to get. Don't treat him like that. Amen. God will share with you his will and his plan. Amen. Um, but there's some things we're going to have to do. And remember how Abraham treated those visitors that day and how, much, how devoted he was to their well-being, how devoted he was to their care. Amen? And we have that kind of devotion to the God of our salvation, and not just sporadically, but day in and day out. The, the, the level of communication between you and heaven is going to increase exponentially. Amen. And you're going to then be in a position where you're going to be filled, like Paul said, with an abundance of revelation. Yeah, Glory to God. Yes, because God wants to share it with you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on thank now. Lord. Let's pray today. Father, we bless thank your you holy Jesus. name. And we thank you, God, for the love that you have toward us. So yes, God, Father, Father that you. you desire to communicate with us and to share with us yes, your plans Lord, for the future, you. your plans for our lives and for the for those around us and for what you are desiring to do yes, in the Lord. earth. Father, let us reposition ourselves in our minds, oh God, yes. according to the word that you've spoken unto us today. And Father God, let us shake off the lethargy of believing that yes, somehow Lord. that we are on the outside looking in when you have brought us on the inside. And in fact, you have brought yourself on the inside of us. Yes, you are our inside man. And so, Father, we just thank you and we bless you and we praise you, O oh God, that you desire to share with us of things to come. Yes. You desire to show us the future. You desire, O oh God, to declare from the from the beginning, the end of the matter, O oh God, yes. that you, O oh God, are doing in our lives. And so, Father God, we thank you that we will no longer walk in the darkness of ignorance or confusion, but Father, we will be enlightened by revelation and by yes, inspiration yes. and by you, O oh God, sharing your will with us. And Father, we are ready to receive. Father, I pray that everyone under the sound of my yes, voice will Father. receive this word by faith. I pray that we all will walk it out in the name of Jesus. Yes, and that Father God, that we will be used by you, O oh God, in this earth. And that, Father God, that we will do what we need to do yes. to be in the center of your will individually. That, God, that you may be glorified through it all. Father, we bless you. We bless you. We yes, thank you Lord, for thank what you, you have Jesus. shared with us. Thank you, Let your will be done. And we give you the praise for it now. In Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Praise be unto God.
Amen. Who always causes us to triumph. Amen. Amen. And so let us position ourselves to receive from God. Amen. He wants to share with us. Amen. Amen. And if, you know, we want to know, you know, God, what are you doing? What are you up to? You know, but let's not stand on the outside crying like babies. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right. We have a right to know, and God wants to share, so no need to be upset. Just position yourself to receive and, you know, exercise something that often is hard, uh, which is called patience. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> God will speak to you. Amen. But we, it, it is about making some transforming changes to our thinking and to our lives. Amen. And we will see, we will see the glory of God, and we will um, receive the blessing of his revelation. Amen. 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 So until next time, um, uh, we have Bible study Wednesday. I, I think so. I guess we are. So, <laughs> so we praise God. Amen. Uh, uh, we praise God uh, for it. Amen. We look forward to seeing you next time. Um, and if we don't see you Wednesday, um, because just have a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen.